All right. Well, Dan. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I think we can agree that having guests on was a bad idea and we shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, agreed. Let's never... After- after the tire fire of last week, we can't we can't possibly take another PR hit. Yeah, I think like I edited out like most of the slurs you did, but honestly, it's like I I can't trust you, and I'm gonna get very mad if there's another guest on. Great, please welcome to the show, Jason Palazzini. Oh God damn it! Science, magic, horses. I promise to be as offensive as possible. Uh, That's what we want. You're already offensive because we've gotten cameras on and you have the best beard in the group. So I feel personally attacked and I I wish you would stop that. Yeah, don't. Uh, I'm I'm definitely looking a lot paler. Uh, I was doing some drywall work and... uh, I'm covered in plaster, and I feel like I'm just kind of emulating the ghost of Sparta here and uh, covered in the ashes of my daughter's wife. Boy. <laughs> Boy, I will teach you how to do your taxes. Boy. You know... That one I figured out. <laughs> you know, Jason, I know you have a wife, but you only recently acquired a daughter, so that's like record time to go from daughter to ashes of, of child. 48 hours. Wow. <laughs> Speed run RTA, <laughs> daughter ashes. I went. I went for the record. <laughs> who is the current record holder? Uh, assuming you didn't beat it, I guess. And if you did, who was the record holder? I don't know. I'm sure Dan's got that info in his pocket. Oh, uh, record holder for daughter to ashes would be John Voigt, uh, just because Angelina Jolie has burned him so so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. <laughs> Speaking of dads, uh, Jason, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Jason Palazzini, resident expert on all things tabletop gaming and all around good guy with an extensive background in uh, audio, visual, stage presence, stage craft, uh, audio lighting. and visual. Audio and visual. Yeah. He can't. We had to oh. pick one. Yeah. He can't taste, <laughs> but uh, his other senses oh, are excellent. <laughs> okay. It's true. Boys, uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. We've had breaking news after breaking news after breaking news. Um, so I just wanted to start things off by saying, who is going to have an arrest warrant issued for them next? Because we've had we've had Putin. Like a new one or like do we count existing? I mean, wait, What? <laughs> Like, do do we count the ones I already have, or do I have to like go get a new one? Oh no, Austin, I meant people who matter. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we had no, po- no questions as to why I, there's a warrant out for my <laughs> arrest. No, no follow ups to that tidbit, my we guy. We all know it's gonna be white collar crime. Like, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cheat on other people's taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you had to put my money on someone to be Jerry, uh, Jeremy Renner. Ooh, ooh. Mm. What do you think Jeremy Renner's hypothetical arrest warrant will be for? I don't know. He's got all these like real estate investments. I, I'm sure they're not quite kosher. Mm. Um, he, he's a little too aggressive as a mogul. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there is something behind that. 
Okay, going on that same theme, I'm going to call it for Ryan Reynolds and that the Mint yeah, Mobile acquisition is actually uh, hiding a lot of bad investments. Turns out Mint Mobile was just an NFT the whole time. Yeah, yeah, like it was acquired by a Chinese company that's like doing a reverse acquisition. So now <laughs> Mint- technically we're all Chinese. <laughs> Mint Mobile's the new TikTok, we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's one of the more disposable Hemsworths. Mm, okay. Yeah, how many do we? How many Hemsworths are we up to now? Uh, I think it. I think it doubles. So we're gonna be overrun with it. It's a. It's a Hemsworth Grey Goose scenario within the next couple of years. So uh, you know, hold on until then. Oh, so Hemsworths have the opposite of a half life. <laughs> they don't. They yeah, don't yeah, yeah, decay. Yeah. The opposite of a half is a him. <laughs> it's a him. <laughs> it's their himbo life. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag himbo life. <laughs> uh. Jason, you have exciting news. Uh, which which exciting news is that? Well, I mean, aside from being a homeowner, which is not something that most millennials get it's to. It's also not that exciting. <laughs> I, I, I can say that as, you know, it's kind of like the unattainable millennial dream. Dream. We got lucky, um, got a house out of probate where it was cheap. And I'll be telling you, it has been so much more expensive just fixing shit that breaks. So Your house uh, was on probation? Yeah, someone died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so if someone dies in a house, it's cheaper? Um, it gets caught in like a state settlement court uh, and usually gets a lot cheaper. Dan, I think we have some options for you, my guy. I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that it's probate court and not and not prostate court. That's what I always thought it was. No, that's um that's something different. And by the way, I'm I am here to serve you. You are <laughs> so due to appear in either- prostate court. <laughs> Can I can I renege my Jeremy Renner bid? Please. I've I've got I've got a sneaking suspicion that I just gave Dan a cheat code to cheaper real estate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. Will either he's gonna Sweeney Todd a, a house is what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but see, if same an awful waste. If people think that the house killed them, if we're going with a haunted house scenario, then like victimless crime. <laughs> So you're, so you're saying <laughs> the house is on probation because it killed whoever was living in it. Based on your code of ethics, I, I'm going to like, can I double my bet? What's that word? What's Dan? that word you just used? Ethics? What's an ethic? Yeah, that's fair. It's, um, it's, like, a, it's like a really good sandwich, I think. Ah. It's that little voice in your head that says, you know, don't be a dick. Oh, I killed that years ago. <laughs> don't be a dick? Yeah. Huh. I gotta get it. I gotta get mine checked. <laughs> and we're back to the prostate, baby. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, Jason, you just you just welcomed in a new member of your family. That is true, uh, uh, kind of. Um, I have been. I grew up with dogs, and I've been wanting one for quite some time. Like now. a decade. Uh, my, like a decade. Ever since I moved to New York, uh, which I'm thankfully no longer in. But my wife never had a dog before. So uh, she was very hesitant, and she actually surprised me with a cocker spaniel. Uh, so we have a four-month-old puppy that has been in the house for two days now. For a second, I thought you were going to say you are going to raise your daughter as a dog, and I was kind of hoping for that. So um, for, for the sake of the podcast, could you kind of amend your answer? <laughs> 
Nah, Dan, Dan knows me. I got plenty of self-loathing, but maybe not that much. Well, okay, but to be fair, Jason... I, at, I can't say that on record. On the aggregate, you and I have exchanged more memes about Full Metal Alchemist and Dog Daughter than, I think, anyone else in my life. So <laughs> That is probably only because Misery loves company and we just love bringing each other down. Yeah, like how whenever Dan's in a good mood, I'll sing Leaves on the Vine, so he'll start crying. Ah, uh, that's fair. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, don't even. How you, how you feeling today, champ? <laughs> I'm fine. Good. Good. No. Good. Do you guys want me to bring the party way down? <laughs> uh, I could beat you to it. Uh, you, you. I'm sure you heard about Lance Reddick. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. <sighs> Crying shame. I know. What a talent. What an ass. See, there's the voice. Yeah. That's the sad voice. That's the that... sad voice. Brightens my day. Yeah, uh, it's like a, when 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 that happens, I feel like I'm I'm I don't know, uh, like Pete Wentz, but I'm I'm hooking back up with Fallout Boy again, right? Like I'm getting back back into my emo roots. That's what that voice is. <laughs> Death Cab at the disco. I know music, and you can't prove I don't. There is a guitar behind you. Auspiciously, I'm guessing there's a machine gun oh, in that this case. This old thing. <laughs> He's he's learned he's learned the entire uh, mini game from the I've last of us. Wonderwall, just so I can I can be a dick at parties. <laughs> Did you guys both watched and and played the Last of Us? Yes, I clerked yes. it. Which which way? Yes. The game or the or the show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. As somebody as somebody who actually has an opinion, what did you think? What did you think of the adaptation? I. Really loved it for the most part. Um, I would recommend it to anyone, but as someone who like played the games probably annually, um, almost annually since it came out, um, I think there were some interesting things they tried to do that didn't land. Um, they tried to add this whole backstory to Sam and Henry about why they were on the run, and they added back characters who just weren't that interesting and it felt genuinely like just filler um but the uh bill and frank episode just took the cake like there was that probably for better or worse that was probably the highlight of the season despite the fact that it was you know episode three. Oh, good man um, i really thought you were going to come out as a homophobe all of a sudden that was going to be bad oh no <laughs> uh but no, it, it was a little disappointing that they came out so strong and, you know, they, they followed the story pretty well. Uh, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal had incredible performances. I'm a big fan of Anna Torv. Um, yeah. You know, the moment she was cast, I, you know, I knew that she was going to uh, go pretty quickly, but I am, I was definitely sad to see that, you know, time wise, you know, she did not get all that much screen time in that character. So. Well, I uh, yeah, as a whole, I like. I don't know what um, season two is going to look like if they're just going to dive right into the Last of Us two, or if they're going to play a little bit more with time. If they do play more with time, and we have some more stuff happening going on, I'd love to see her come back for like a flashback episode because in the game, as you know, you spent hours with her before she died. Like that's your whole yeah. intro is in the Boston QZ, and you're running around for a while so you have a real connection with the character you've had some history you've had a lot of good talks so the death really hits you harder i still think she sold it and i do think it heightened the stakes and was a beautiful moment fabulously executed but you know it's one of those things where you're condensing a 
Oh, I mean, what's your runtime on The Last of Us? I mean, if you take out all the gameplay and just watch the like cutscenes, it's still probably like you know fourteen hours. Yeah, it's still pretty lengthy. I I think that one of the best things they did. Um, man, I feel real dumb right now. I am drawing a total blank on her character name. Um, Tess, it's Tess. In the game, Tess, right. right. Um, in the game, they kind of allude slightly to them, uh, Joel and Tess being together in some capacity. You know, they obviously run together with this group of smugglers, um, maybe headed up. They don't really get too much into the background of what Joel got up to with his brother. Um, but it, it, a relationship of sorts is alluded to there. And I think it's funny that Pedro Pascal's in two shows, one where he really needs armor because all his biteable bits are just dangling out, and another show where they can't stop talking about his armor. And yet in both, he seems to have plot armor. So, you know, he's fine. He's covered. Let me give it a minute. <laughs> yeah, give it a minute. We'll see how well that plot armor holds up for him. <laughs> How is the new Mandalorian? I was, I tried to get into Book of Boba Fett. Oh, oh, don't uh, watch Book of Boba Fett. They only watch the last. That's what I've been told. Just watch the last two episodes of Book of Boba Fett. That's Mando season. But I don't want to do no, that. No, Jason, that is Mando season 2.5. It's two episodes. That's all you got to watch. The rest of it is a waste. No, uh, but I, I, I get where Jason's coming from because Boba Fett isn't for everybody because it's like they, they have that really big straw and there's like tapioca pearls in it. No, Austin, we've been over this. That's that's Boba T. Right, yeah. No, we're talking about Boba Fett. I feel like we're saying the same thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, say, the, say the two words again. Boba. Uh-huh. Farfetch. Oh, the Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it's Farfetch, but instead of his little reed or whatever, he's got he's got a cup of cup of boba tea. He's got the dark saber. <laughs> oh, see, okay, so you do know what we're talking about. God damn you. <laughs> One of Austin's favorite things is to pretend he doesn't know anything about Star Wars just to irritate me. Star what? <laughs> That's well, the one with all the midichlorians, right? That's the one. It's the one. Uh, that's the that's the missile defense program from the eighties, right? <laughs> oh, speaking of, did you guys see that story that came out uh, yesterday in the New York Times? Big op-ed about a guy who assisted the former governor of Texas in going to the Middle East to prolong the Iranian hostage situation to uh, manipulate America into voting for Reagan and Carter losing. I did not see Yep. That. Yep. It, uh, yeah, mis- mis- uh, 43 year secret that he kept. Uh, but it, it this, this guy's name is Barnes. Um, and he went to the Middle East with John B. Connolly Jr., who's a big Texas politician. Um, and they, <laughs> um, Someone else in Reagan's orbit really wanted a, to secretly torpedo effects to uh, the efforts to liberate the hostages before the election. Um, and everybody Why, that's easily top five for worst things Reagan did in the Middle East during that time period. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> nobody ever investigated Connolly and his involvement was described as uh, really he, he kind of ran this this operation. <laughs> He's the reason that the hostages were held longer and helped 
to set it up so that they were released on his inauguration day, which has been long trumpeted as this conservative show of strength that like, oh, well, they were so afraid of Reagan. They let him go as soon as he was inaugurated. And it uh, kind of reinforced the myth making around him because he was going to lose to Carter because Carter yeah, was a, a decent to be a, man. To be a fly on the wall in what can only be described as the opposite of hostage negotiation. Yeah, right. Be like, well, no, we do want them like, back. Um, we we, we really do want them do. back, but they're like they're like shelf stable, right? Well, it's just like you know, school's about to start. We don't want them to hop in mid year. So if you could just hold them a little, winter break could be yeah, better. Could you home hostage them for a little <laughs> while just so they don't fall behind? It's uh, it's not surprising, and it's like you know, we had that was Reagan. We had all sorts of shenanigans with the Bush administration, the Trump administration, Nixon. I'm trying. I'm thinking like, is is Gerald Ford the like least repugnant Republican president? Like, I'm sure if you go through like the presidential library, there's like a whole section on when he set like an orphanage on fire <laughs> to save money. <laughs> Who has it? Who has it ex- explored every possible alternative fuel source though? Like, let's be real. Something, something, the excess population. I'm, I'm a fan of Scroogeonomics. <laughs> Scroogeonomics. <laughs> Pay orphans in coal. <laughs> you there, boy, what fiscal quarter is it? <laughs> <laughs> Why, it's Q4, sir. <laughs> then there's still time. Quick, to cheat on our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> the fraud is big as me. <laughs> go, yeah, go to, go down to my accountant's office and find the biggest fraud you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, SVB. Uh, did you guys get your money out in time? I mean, I know we'll all be made whole of our of our millions and millions of dollars we had in S- SVB. What money? Yeah. <laughs> Jason, you're like... You guys have money? You're looking around at your house. You're like, this is my money now. This is where all my money is. <laughs> my money has holes in it. <laughs> what are the, so what are the house projects? Tell us tell us what you're working on. Uh, house projects, it is a... The house was built in 82, and that person who died that made it so cheap for us is the only person who ever lived here. Mm, gotcha. So there are a lot of things wrong with it that they never did. Uh, we turned on a shower upstairs that we never used before, and then it started raining in our kitchen. So uh, we are, I, I learned how to do some plumbing. Uh, today, I had a friend help me uh, repair some drywall because he just happened to have some uh, extra. And uh, who doesn't just have a spend... pile of drywall just sitting around, <laughs> just gathering well, dust? That's, that's because uh, here in Georgia, for the uh, it got below 30 and no one knows how to handle the potential for freezing pipes. Uh, their house, their dishwasher specifically, uh, the pipe blew up and flooded their house. So they stayed with us two weeks ago while contractors tore everything up. Uh, and my favorite thing is they did it so poorly that their new flooring actually has the Sharpie marks from where the notes and marks were being cut to cut the flooring. No. They put it on the wrong side. <gasps> so now they have like some like cut here and J's and like Sharpie that they're trying to like, <gasps> there's no, there's no fixing that. Oh, hold on to it. It might be a Banksy. You don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not a Banksy. It it's it's not Banksy. provocative enough, but uh, we might be able to use it for Scrabble. <laughs> 
playing games on the floor. Floor t- floor top gaming, the new frontier, because none of us can afford tables in the future. <laughs> it's a bigger space. That's true. I, I have to tell you, games keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, I am a big fan of the Gloomhaven series. Uh, they just finished fulfilling their Kickstarter for their big, big sequel uh, called Frosthaven, and that box alone, let alone all the other extra stuff they shipped with it, weighs 36 pounds. Jesus Christ. Oh, so, the sequel's going to be Frosthaven? I was I was kind of hoping they'd go with my idea for the sequel to Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven 2, Bummerberg. Bummerberg. <laughs> 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 I have a trilogy. Bad Time City is number three. <laughs> Bad Time City. Uh, Gloomhaven does sound like a town in Connecticut. It sounds like most of the American South. Huh? Basically anything around New Haven. You've got yeah. North Haven, West Haven, and it's all just as gloomy. There's that. That's one of my favorite jokes from 30 Rock. We all didn't grow up in White Heaven. It's called White Haven, and it's not as nice as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dan, awesome. what are you doing with your, your wretched life? My wretched life? Um, what are you doing with it? Boy, staying up too late, trying to... Um, Make a lot of convention plans happen now, so I'm not trying to schedule later. Um, I'm going to Chicago in June. I might go to San Diego in July. We'll see. I'm going to. You going? Uh, you going to? You going to my convention? I am not going. I am not going to Con Con, the Con Man's convention, Austin. I've told you before. But with just a thousand dollar entry fee, you too can learn how to be the most successful con artist on the planet. Also, I think Rick and Morty did this one. Oh, did they? Oh, damn it! What about a Wrath of Con Con? Or a, oh, okay, now we're back. Or you a, got me back in, baby. Or about? A, oh, how about a Scott Con Con? Or which a, one? Which one, Scott Con? He's an actor. Um, or what about a? What about a? Um, a Def Con Con is just for military members who are really high strung. That's. I think that's um, give that a week again, and we'll see sort of what real life space that occupies. Nope, I got it. Sheer con con. We're just all uh, oh, dressed for as that tigers. Sexy Jungle Book lion. Yep, and he's a tiger, my dude. There's no lions in India. Get your head out of your ass. Any big cat is a lion. <laughs> that's not true. That's You're not right. True at I'm all. telling a fib. <laughs> Jason, what's a what's a non-existent con you'd like to go to? I don't know. You put me on the spot. I got nothing. That's okay. Nothing kind. <laughs> the absence of con. Whoa. <laughs> so meta. Have you guys gotten tickets for Schrodinger's con? They're not sure if it's going to happen or not. Yeah, they're not sure if it's going to happen. <laughs> the organizers are, re- are waffling on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wrangling a cat in a box with poison in the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of thought experiments, Jason, you like science fiction. Yeah. Enough. You're you're more of a sci-fi guy. I mean, a fantasy guy, but you you like science fiction. Have you uh, have you read or gotten into the three body problem? No, uh, I know that. I think was it Netflix is trying to adapt it, but I haven't really picked it up yet. Yeah, Chinese co-production. It's airing in China right now, and then it'll come over to the states uh, later this year once they've they did like an 18 episode first season to get through that first book because it's a monster series. Um, not in page count, but in like sci-fi density. It's kind of like. Yeah, and it's translated from Chinese, so the prose is all off. Yeah, it's not it's not necessarily that it's off, but it's like 
uh, Asimov level prose where it's like, wow, you're really concerned about the philosophy more than the characters. <laughs> that's really what we're doing here, aren't we? It's kind of it's not like Ayn Rand clunky, um, but it's. Yeah. yeah, it lacks the sheer eroticism of an Anne Rand novel. <laughs> Are we selling you on it? We're selling you on the three-body problem? <laughs> so sold. <laughs> Jason's like, sign me up. Something that sounds like a chore to read. <laughs> But unlike a fantasy book where all the words are made up and you just kind of figure it out as you go, it's all like actual science stuff. So it's even more. That you'll never be able to figure out. It's real impenetrable, but in a so fun it's the way. Same. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's it's very much the same. Um, I just finished the second book and I'm going to start the third book. And it is, I think you would like it, Jason, because it is very depressing. <laughs> Humanity's. I don't, I don't need more of that. <laughs> I still got you sending me full metal alchemist memes. So like I'm, I've, I've got my daily dose to bring me down. That's fair. Um, now you, you've got some of the strongest meme game around. You always share the best memes and I, that's what I appreciate about you. And I hope that, you know how, so recently, um, a member of my wife's family died like last night and, um, the group text responses to the news that this person died were really interesting to watch because without fail, the boomers are responding with like the single tear emoji or like butterfly <laughs> emojis. And I'm like, y'all who hate that we don't use cursive anymore and never put our phones down can't be bothered to write out like three sentences that a member of your family just died. Well, I ch I, Dan, I challenge you. I defy you to write a message that three butterfly emojis can't <laughs> express better. Well, meanwhile, I, I want to know who the first person who used the dancing Paul Bearer gif was. <laughs> See, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, when are we gonna fall into gifts? But I hope, Jason, that um, you'll respond to my inevitable demise with a with just a meme. Please let it just be memes. Oh, Don't... absolutely. <laughs> he was finally fired from life. <laughs> I, I will sing at your funeral, but it will just be me humming the coffin dance song. Mm, gotcha. I will only permit it if you hold the guitar. You don't have to play it. You just have to hold it. Oh, this old thing? Well, let me see if I can still carry the weight of it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> hey, uh, I would I would like to suggest Benny Hill Paul Bears. <laughs> I heard Wonderwall. <laughs> Did you say Wonderwall? I heard Wonderwall. Uh, no, it does it does get me thinking though that like our generation does start uh, yeeting out in mass when we um, eat this earthly <laughs> coil. Um, we're it's we're we're already uh, have a very dark sense of humor and a very dark aesthetic for the most part. Uh, so I'm just really curious what you know, like millennial obits are going to look like. <laughs> well, the part I'm excited for is you know that tech is going to be a bit better. So I think we're going to move away from the stone headstones and we'll probably have like some sort of animated slate and you know that people are <laughs> led gamer headstones <laughs> oh yeah there's gonna be rgb everywhere people have a gif on loop uh and if i had to pick mine it would absolutely be the it crowd boss jumping out the window yes 
Uh, Austin, you might not know this, but Jason, uh, Jason and I have a long work history together. We worked together at a, a doomed startup called Notel, and then Jason was uh, my boss at another at another place after that. Um, so he has he's been directly responsible for the consequences of my shenanigans. Uh, there was a lot more letter letter Kenny quoting than there was emails. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get. We didn't even get crazy on Slack, you know? It seemed like we actually had a pretty good, uh, it was a lot more you texting me going, where are you? And me being like, uh, my location <laughs> services aren't working. I'm in the bathroom stall. I wrote, it, I wrote our entire 2019 Christmas special on the job while I worked for Jason. <laughs> I recorded it on the toilet. <laughs> I, it, it, you can tell your audio is very echoey. Now Jason's too too modest to bring this up, but he's actually a fairly celebrated uh, games reviewer. Jason reviews tabletop games, so uh, Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little and ask for um, a good tabletop uh, recommendation. I got some people coming over here tonight. Um, I can I can snap my fingers and get any product from anywhere instantly. So a group of four people. Uh, who liked to, Ooh, like is that to play what you games? That genie's wish for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's called it's <laughs> it's uh, it's it's beyond Amazon Prime. It's Amazon not, Instantaneous. Not, not serotonin, but no, <laughs> a no. Game night. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you get one wish. Do you want to fix your brain chemistry? Nah, I've I've, I've dealt with it this long. It's fine. <laughs> So I got four um, people coming over. Uh, they like to play things like Catan and other shit. Uh, what would you recommend? Uh, let's see. I'm going to give you two recommendations and one is a little more intense, but it, I want to segue into a, a great story about Dan. Uh, oh, <laughs> I would say there's a game called, uh, Western legends, which is fantastic. If you can imagine like an open world board game version of red dead, the redemption, that's what this is. You have a big board. Everyone just does three things on their turn, and that can be whatever they feel like. Uh, all of the action cards are made of a 52-card deck. It's your standard playing cards, but they also have an additional thing you can do. So if you want to go and win the game by just sitting around in the bar playing poker all day, you can actually play Hands of Texas Hold'em in the middle of this game with other people uh, or if you want to be an outlaw, you can go around and mob or, or mug every other character on the board. Um, you can rob the bank. Uh, you can have people who are trying to do like the moral track and then they get to arrest anyone else who's on the board. It's really just absolute. It's an absolute mess. And playing with we actually played it once. Uh, our last apartment in Brooklyn was just a two uh, like two floor building. It was our apartment and a group of actors below us. And one night we invited a group of actors over to play this and it was an absolute glorious disaster. And it was uh, called Western what? Western Legends. Legends. Uh, uh, so that's a great one. Uh, the other one I would recommend is not quite as easy to teach, but it is one of my absolute favorites is called Nemesis. No! Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Nemesis is basically Alien the board game. Up to five people can play it. I actually just had some friends over last night who I taught it to. 
and it is like story-wise you just wake up you're playing the crew they've awoken from cryo sleep early because one of their crew members had the chest burster come out of it in the middle of cryo sleep and you are groggy running around the ship trying to supposedly make sure the ship's going to earth and make sure that two out of three of the engines are working but everyone has secret objectives so it's possible that the person sitting next to you only wants you to die. The reason this works is because you aren't allowed to just outright attack each other. So if a room is on fire and your crewmate is sitting in there burning, you don't, like, if they need your help, your way of killing them is just say, oh, look, there's something else over here and walk away. It is a great game design that is an absolute testament to how effective emergent storytelling can be with good design. I'm shocked that the publisher Awakened Realms was not sued uh, by Fox <laughs> because the aliens are basically the xenomorphs with the shorter crest and an extra tail. It is 100% the Nostromo. The captain looks like Dallas. And actually, so Dan was the best man at my wedding uh, back in 2019. And for my bachelor party, we went up to a cabin and got this freak snowstorm. So we were all snowed in instead of our plans of hiking in upstate New York. And I brought Nemesis. So I actually brought this story up last night because it is the worst position I've ever seen someone end up in this game. <laughs> Usually you'll end up in a room with like maybe one alien at a time. For whatever reason, he ended up in the room with a queen and three others. And he just pours himself like five fingers worth of whiskey and goes all right i guess we're going down with the ship and he's just like shouting in the best dallas impersonation he can possibly imagine <laughs> and we, we just got to sit there and uh you know watch him go out fantastically and get absolutely trashed as he died yeah i got pretty drunk and turned it into a monologue <laughs> it's like to listen yeah, here, that's, you that's how you play most board games though it was effective <laughs> It was, uh, you know, if, if if the objective was fun, I wasn't having any. <laughs> that? <laughs> no, that was, God, that was that was a traumatic experience when all of those aliens just popped up. These tiny little figures. And by tiny, I mean, they're big fuckers. They're uh, huge. They're massive. It was, arguably, uh, was scary. This is why I like that game so much is that I've played it. I think 20 different times at this point and it's different every time and four years later i am still telling a story about that one instance of, of us playing this because mechanically it's not a clean game there's no good way to win really everybody loses if you even if you do all the things you're set out to do and safely escape the ship you might find out that you are infected and have an egg in you and you just get the chest burster bursting out of you after you've jettisoned to safety. Uh, so no one is as lucky as Sigourney Weaver playing that. That's almost why it is as good as it is. Yeah, it's a good time. Now, uh, it's interesting, Dan, that you um, you like the game Nemesis, yet you won't read any of my alien fan fiction that I keep sending you. So I think the biggest problem there, Austin, is um, that all of your alien fan fiction is... Right. Uh, how do, how can I say this nicely? Um, it's a we're, mind we're, we're, virus. We're talking about <laughs> xenomorphs, right? And not yeah. like Mac and me. <laughs> well, no, it's he, funny you should mention. <laughs> no. 
because <laughs> my fan fiction does sort of expand into a sort of an extraterrestrial uh, uh, sort of cinematic universe. Yeah, it's uh, once once you said the xenomorphs meet ET, I was out. That's it's 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 not something I want to watch. It's not something I want that to consider. Good for a lot of things. <laughs> oh no! Which which sort of brings me to part B of uh, my fan fiction. <laughs> What if, what if Alien Queen had big old titties? <laughs> when, when, when you say that's transformative to the work, Dan? I don't think it is. And I, this is, uh, Austin, I tried to stop you once. I got Tumblr to take down all the adult content. It took every trick in the book, but I got him to do it. And I just still couldn't defeat you. Now it's all on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so for work, we set up AMAs for our creators with the comic book publisher I work for, and we just had one on IMA, IAMA. Um, that was great, big success. It was awesome. So we're looking at other other um, R slashes for specific titles. So, you know, we do science fiction, fantasy, and horror. And one of our books that's coming back uh, is Money Shot, which is about uh, scientists making porn with aliens to fund their research to save humanity. It's a fantastic well, yeah, book. Yeah, it's very, and I, very funny. I understand what you're about to ask. And yes, you can post an, uh, an AMA to my subreddit, <laughs> Alien Queen with Big Old Titties. <laughs> R slash alien queen with big R old slash alien queen with big old titties. <laughs> Weird that they don't even you, you're not even a, uh, an admin on that anymore. They took it away from me. Yeah, I got pushed out in the, <laughs> the the Byzantine power struggle. Now I'm really curious to see if that exists <laughs> to blame you. However, I can I can almost promise you it does. I now I mean specifically a subreddit. Uh, but I also now work from home, so my home device is half computer or half work, and I can't do that. <laughs> so, Dan, you're up. Well, I have now had to, for work, go on Pornhub and look at not safe for work uh, subreddits for some AMA opportunities. And, like, I might be hosting a roundtable conversation with a fairly famous porn star. <laughs> And it's just been a strange time um, where I've had to apologize a lot before I sent uh, some stuff to coworkers. So I want to read you guys uh, something well, real quick. I, I can say as your boss, that's normal. It's, as well, your former boss, like that that was pretty par for the course. And as your future boss, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's going to be most of what the work culture is going to be. When you start working for me. So we needed to come up with a uh, like a Pornhub fake video thing so like a, a frame essentially that will make our, our video content look like it's being hosted on a on a porn hub but it's not um so i had to come up with uh the suggested videos for the sidebar uh, <laughs> so smart. remember it's a science fiction comedy uh not safe for work comic so these were my suggested ones <laughs> hey, big old titties <laughs> no it didn't and now i feel bad so we got uh klingon deep space 69 Sith okay. stepsister stuck in moisture evaporator. <laughs> but Slarian Jihad 3. Do, do androids dream of electric dong? Alien versus Predator versus Dominatrix. John Carpentars, spelled differently for copyright. The Taint. Um, okay. Transformers Fist Wars. <laughs> and the one I thought you would appreciate the most, Austin Planet of the Gape. <laughs> No, they blew it up. <laughs> maniac. I'm surprised you didn't try to fit any like blue milk references in there. Ah, 
blue milk from mommy milkers. Come on, man. You get your head in the this? game. I, I, that is something I did on the clock. That is part of my job. I dreamed those up. I got the best job. No offense, Jason. You're still the best boss I've ever had, but this is, this is probably the best job That's I've ever had. because I didn't boss you to do anything. <laughs> That's not true. You definitely did. You taught me to do stuff. And then... Uh, like and tie then, issues. Yes. And uh, like how, how, how video formatting stuff works, which I totally retained all of. No, I didn't. I forgot that the moment I told you. That is not my specialty. Yep. You're like, yay, video embedding. Hooray. <laughs> now that I told Dan how to do it, I never have to think about it again. Nope. The, the best ones were when you just passed me the mic. We're <laughs> just like, here, you got to introduce everybody now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll call the show. Dan was like, yo, pass me the ox because I need to test the audio. <laughs> when I heard my team, I knew that it, like Dan was not an AV professional, which was fine because I knew that. Well, I mean, if AV stands could... for adult video, then <laughs> apparently he's well, building well, a proficiency. That, that I knew. <laughs> I've seen those tapes. They're not very impressive. Um, That's what I keep saying. It's no alien with big old titties. <laughs> I knew that I could just hand him the mic and make him like make the like he would do a great sound check and he would make the client feel better as everything burned down. Um, he did it great, but that's that's all he was there for. Yeah, soft, soft boy with soft skills is how I, is how I pitch myself. I'm a soft boy with card? soft skills. Hey, you know what? Uh, you could put me. Now. You could put me in front of somebody from Goldman Sachs or American Airlines or whoever, and everything could be burning down with their presentation with whatever, and I will get those motherfuckers called. Yo, know, he he sa- he says that, but I did put him in front of Goldman Sachs once, and they canceled their event. Because <laughs> he didn't have enough like teenager blood in him no well to be fair i don't think i had so much to do to do with that as a global pandemic did but yeah they were like we need more phones we need more phones remember the phones jason they needed a lot and it needed to be done over the weekend uh and it was something i think we were gonna have to show up on a sunday to make it happen Mm -hmm. uh dan and i had actually just this was at the very beginning of covid uh, Dan and I had just left a showing of Jojo Rabbit, uh, where Taika did a uh, Q and A after. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. And the moment we came out of the theater, we had phone calls just saying, "Like, yep, all right, nobody come in. Uh, this virus has hit the U.S., so we're uh, everybody's canceling." Yep. And then we ended up not working for was it six months, eight months? You uh, left the city. Yeah, me personally, I didn't work again for um, a year. Oh wait, you you did you had that job where you gave all those happy endings, by which I mean you read the synopses of the of the show happy endings to people and pass it off as your own. Yeah, my mom did not appreciate that. She was like, "I'm dying, dude. You're making this worse." <laughs> I'm dying up here. Now the the best part was the company we were working for. Not only did they do a bunch of event stuff, but they had their own kitchen and like beer service and so when you are in the hospitality industry you don't hand out beer that has been you know it can't be six months after its bottling date you know that's the cutoff so we find out that we're closing down and there's a bunch of beer that over the next two weeks that we thought it would be it's going to hit its six month mark so dan and i took an uber home from work and we loaded up this Uber. I think we got an Uber XL. We put yep. like the entire back of an SUV 
packed to the brim with cases of beer. So that's how we started COVID. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I think mine lasted a month. Yeah, the beer didn't last that long for me. What did make it on that ride and and still has lasted is the headphones I am currently wearing. <laughs> and the laptop I am recording this on. Why, Dan, you thief. You street rat. You riffrat. I haven't paid for like, a laptop in years. That that's not surprising. When when the when our former employer, when Notel was going under, you should have seen what we were walking out of there with. <laughs> Furniture. Yeah, was right? it their fault or ours? Uh well, I don't think that the, you know, furniture that they were gonna get rid of anyways, or the uh, you know, Leatherman's. Remember, remember, I I got it. I bought us all Leatherman's. I still have one. Yep. I still have it. Uh, Dan got me is a uh, necessary business expense for helping him design a, like an event space. He got me the Mutt Leatherman, which is short for the military utility tool. Uh, <laughs> it has a carbon scraper to clean your rifle. I don't know what the fuck to do with that. There's a disassembly <laughs> pin. Like, I don't own a firearm. I, I really just got it for you because it was the most expensive Leatherman they made at the time. <laughs> There's a screwdriver on it. I use that. They gave a 25-year-old a business card. Who would do that? No, I guess I was 26. But still, they gave you me a business card. Yeah, well, listen. The difference is now my boss is like, buy it on your own, and then I don't give a shit. Just put it for reimbursement. Like, you know, when when I finish, he's not going to be like, give me back the secondary monitor I bought you. Because I'm not going to finish. They're going to have to drag me out of there. Like, they'll have to sell the company, and then the company would have to go downhill. That's what it would take. I'm I'm ride or die now. I'm <laughs> This is where I'm going to be. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad and I'm sad to bring that up because I'm... Um, uh... Uh, your your company's kind of brought me on as um, I, I guess you'd call it the opposite of HR. Uh, they are going to have to let you go. What's the opposite of HR? Um, what's the opposite of human? Uh, <laughs> alien, <laughs> alien, alien detriment. I'm with alien detriments. <laughs> ah, hence why you're constantly uh, talking about the alien queen with big old titties. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said you said that, and then I said that you said that all over social media, so I canceled you, and they are going to have to let you go. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>